our proceedings here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, all right. So two bills on our agenda today. The first, S-1095, um, which was um, considered by a subcommittee chaired by the senator from Edgefield. Um, great bill. Great bill. <laughs> great bill. All right. Senator, would you care to... All right, this bill deals with um, emergency regulations specifically issued by Clemson PSA. Um, and uh, we, we had a subcommittee meeting on it. We had some conversations with Clemson about it as well. And um, I, I think what we, so Clemson's treated differently than everybody else in, in the regulatory <laughs> process. Well. Um, and, and what this is doing is trying to get them more in line with everybody else, but also recognizing that some of the um, emergency situations that come up with um, invasive species probably should be treated a little bit differently than what some other agencies have to deal with as well. So we've come up with an agreement basically to allow them to issue those emergency regs but and to give them um, the ability to uh, to, to have those be effective for 180 days as opposed to what most agencies get with 90. They could extend it for an additional 90 days. And then if it, if it, um, if it times out while the General Assembly is in session, they can't reissue it. All right, so we have to be here to – if we're in session, then we need to consider it, what the issue is. We can act on it at that point. But it does give them more – a longer period of time – on emergency regs um, than what other agencies have because of the sp specific unique situation that they have to deal with. Did I do it right? Perfect. The Senator from Richland. So, um, Senator from Edgefield, let me understand there are emergency regulations and then is, is this only regulate emergency regulations or there are other I mean other regulations too this is dealing with emergency regulations and I said PSA is the crop pest commission um, instead but it's dealing with emergency regs that the crop pest commission has to do so for instance there may be information that comes about that a particular crop pest has entered South Carolina and is um, harmful to certain crops, in which case they have to respond pretty quickly to that. So they just say, "Yep, they'll issue a reg says you got to do this in order to prevent that pest from invading and taking over not just your crop but other crops in the state as well." And this this would allow them to do that, but then get ratification by the General Assembly. Essentially, right now they're able to do that, but there's no limit. And, and there's no real opportunity unless we initiate that 
review opportunity. There's no requirement that it come back to us, really. So what, okay, so what's the process? They issue this reg saying yep. boll weevils are tearing up the cotton crop. Yep, and so it is. And, and so that's, that's the, the, the reg. Okay, but so would there be a review under this that would be? What this would do is it would allow them to, once they issue that emergency reg, it could be effective for 180 days. They could then reauthorize it for 90 days beyond that without legislative approval. The idea there that, that those time frames came into what if they get word of a real problem in late April? Right. So we're not able to address it, right? So we want to make sure we give them enough time to get them back to the next general, the next legislative session. And when we come back, if, it, if the reg is still in need, if they think they need to maintain it, and it times out while we're in session, at that point, they've got to come back to us. they got to make the case for us to sign off on it. So at tell that me point. the process of making the case to us. Is this a piece of legislation? Is How does that happen? It would be, I mean, it's the, um, you, you know, the, the regulatory process. I, I, I'm sorry. Well, they, they promulgate them. They promulgate the regulations. We get notice of it. They, they, they send a copy to the speaker and to the president. Um, and then... Um, we, we have an opportunity to have subcommittee committee meetings on those regs. Um, we can approve or disapprove. You can't amend them, although lots of times you can um, get them to go back and make a specific change. What if we take no action? If we take no action, then it becomes effective. Okay, okay. But, but at that point, we will have had an opportunity to ask questions about it, to be informed about it. Um, and as I told as I told them during the during the meeting, I mean, to some extent, I would think they would want that because then you've got legislative buy-in right. for doing those things as well. Right. Okay. That answers my questions. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. We, we need to take up an amendment in just a in just a second, but I want to um, comment a little bit further on the on the genesis of this. I, I became interested in this matter after um, the the Bradford pear was banned. Y'all recall this recently? Yeah. And so. I don't have any problem, in fact, support uh, the decision to ban the Bradford pear. But the, uh, what caught my attention was that uh, the Bradford pear was, was simply banned without any legislative consultation or debate or anything. And, and that was evidence that we have a, a regulatory agency that has uh, unchecked lawmaking power. And so I introduced this not out of any concern about the way uh, Clemson operates or the commission operates. I think they do fantastic work, uh, one, of, uh, one of the better regulatory agencies in our state government. But rather, rather than it being punitive or oppositional towards them, it's really, as the senator from Edgefield said, an attempt to harmonize um, the regulatory process um, along the lines of the rest of state government. So, so put these regulations into the same framework as DHEC, LLR, DNR, all the other agencies that, that have regulatory power, um, so that there are some checks and balances along the way. And that's, that's sort of you know, how we got here today. Uh, I was going to move adoption of the committee amendment. But. A quick comment. Um, and you know, I think the, at the same time we were talking about the um, Bradford pear, we were also talking about the Asian longhorn beetle, uh, which was a terrifying kind of a thing that, uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, uh, so anyway.
right, well, Mr. Chairman, I, I would move adoption of the committee amendment, which is what I explained earlier. There's a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? All right. Turn to a vote. All those in favor, please signify by raising your right hand. Any opposed? Same sign. And we have a unanimous vote, including, uh, I believe, four proxies that are represented here today. All right. Now, yep. We need to, uh, Mr. Mr. Chairman, I move favor report as amended. Okay. It's so a motion. Second. Any discussion? What was the, was the amendment? Okay, sorry. The amendment dealt with the emergency situations. Okay. The amendment gave them, actually gave them more time than the original bill proposed. It gave them the 180 days plus the 90 day, 90 day extension. I got it. I, I wasn't tracking. Yeah. I got you. Yep. All right. So there's a motion. Second. Any further discussion? All right. We'll turn to a vote. All those in favor, signify by raising your right hand. And any opposition? And as noted earlier, proxies will be recorded as voting in the affirmative. Okay. All right, turning our attention now, sorry, to S1117, which was shepherded to the full committee by the Senator from Spartanburg. Senator Talley, would you please enlighten us? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, S117 deals with the South Carolina Grain Producers Guarantee Fund. Um, best describe this as a self-insurance fund. Um, that grain fund already exists. What this legislation does is add cotton and cotton producers to it. Um, the bill also goes on to uh, raise a dollar threshold, which is currently set at $4 million, to a cap of $25 million for this fund. Um, testimony we got at subcommittee was that there's an ARPA request that may fully fund up to that cap, at which time the assessments um, called for in the legislation would stop as long as that cap had been met. I think the testimony was that right now there's only a couple hundred thousand dollars in the fund. Um, and you may recall last year there was a resolution that was adopted uh, that dealt with uh, one particular situation. And I think the payout, the payout on that was just over $4 million. Um, so this is brought to us by Farm Bureau with the support of the Department of Ag to uh, try to secure this fund. There's some other provisions in the bill I'm happy to go into. One um, sets up a Commodities Advisory Commission that helps oversee, make recommendations to the Department of Ag uh, regarding the fund. It spells out in the legislation um, categories of appointment that would be made by the commissioner with the advice and consent of the Senate to serve on that advisory commission. Um, and then we also uh, have a provision, this is in section two of the bill that deals with a bond requirement. The bond requirement right now um, is $25,000. This looks at one's prior year production and revenues and sets three thresholds. $25,000 and less would be at $25,000. $50,000 um, or less would be at $50,000. Over $50,000, you would um, be required to purchase a bond in the amount of $100,000. The information we received is there are about 40 uh, folks, entities that would be affected by that bonding requirement. 
the overwhelming majority of those would fall into the higher category and be required to purchase the $100,000 bond. So that's summary. I'm happy to answer any questions. The other senator from Spartanburg. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just wanted to, my colleague from Spartanburg, I have to ask a question to you on that. Just because I'm not overly familiar, I mean, the concept I'm generally trekking with you, I think, but essentially we're expanding the fund to provide a form of disaster insurance, crop insurance for cotton versus just grain, right? That's, That's correct. And if we use the initial funding from ARPA, that would be the only per se tax dollar investment because after that, it's just an, assess an assessment anyway. That's so it's correct. not a state tax allocation. No. We're just, we're using the industry itself to provide insurance for the industry itself. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator from Georgetown. I, I got the point made from the Senator from Spartanburg. What, but what's the like what's the point is the point that you get better you get better investment rates when you pull all these together is that yeah. the ultimate point yeah it's it, okay. like i said it's a self-insurer's fund um so you pull all this together you get better investment rate i got it all right spread spreading the yeah. spreading the risk yeah yeah senator thank you Mr. chairman I, I just wanted to um to once again express my appreciation um uh, well number one for for the legislation but number two uh, the manner in which the um, Senate in particular and you in particular, Mr. Chairman, uh, along with uh, Commissioner Weathers, um, really saved so many farmers, mm. cotton farmers the last time around. And uh, I think this legislation is necessary. Um, I'm happy to see the uh, cotton growers become a part of um, the security blanket. And um, but, but I just I felt like I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, express my appreciation because a lot of those farmers were um, just really good, hardworking folks um, uh, in, uh, in my area. And so just, just wanted to say thanks for that. Thank you, Senator. Yes, sir, Senator. I too would like to uh, thank the Commission of Agriculture, uh, Commissioner Weathers for a, a very fine job in bringing this to uh, the forefront. Um, being a, a part-time farmer, I understand some of the struggles that uh, farmers endure. And uh, I, I thank the committee for um, their work to get it to this point. And I believe that it will be a, a, uh, a saving uh, grace to um, commodity uh, producers, as, as the words change here. Uh, and uh, and I just wanted to say that it's it's good that a a homeboy, a a Bomanian, who is a agriculture leader for the state of South Carolina, from the big town of Bowman, South Carolina, from where I hail from, Bowman, South Carolina, Spartanburg. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just had to say that this morning. Thank you, Senator. <laughs> and with that being said, are we coming to a motion? I'll yes. <laughs> second. Right. There's a motion. There's a second. Is there any further discussion? All right. All those in favor, please signify by raising your right hand. Is there any opposition? Signify by same sign. All right. And the bill will be reported out favorably including the votes of proxies unanimously.
And I believe that brings us to the close. It's good to be with you all today. See you on the floor in a few minutes.